career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and as you know, we have these podcasts where we talk about real stuff that men need to be talking about, and sometimes that we don't talk about, and everything from sex and jobs to being healthy, whatever is coming up on our radar. But I just want to do a quick reminder that our next men's chat is on September the 2nd. If you're interested in joining those chats, just go to 40 plus men's chats. I think most of you who listen know that, but it's 40, the number 40 plus men's, M-E-N-S, chats, C-H-A-T-S.com, or you can type out the word 40 and do the same thing. So 40 plus men's chats. And we'd love to have you there. We always have a great turnout. We talk about the deep stuff that us guys aren't talking about and we get to know each other and get a lot of good support. So speaking of support, some of us feel like the body is shifting, the weight is coming on, we're not able to get out and get exercise. In fact, today as we're recording this, I'm like, I don't know when I'm gonna get out there and get some exercise today, but I am determined to get some exercise. And I was really lucky to meet today's guest um, through an outreach that they did. He's also a fellow podcaster. He's also a dad, and he has had some amazing transformations that have led him to do the life work that he's doing. His name is Darren Kirby, and he's coming to us live from the UK. And I'm really excited to be having this conversation with Darren because he's made it his mission to really help dads become fitter healthier dads. So Darren, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so excited to be talking to you because I'm one of those dads that could probably be a little more fit in my life. So let's go fix everything for everybody in the next 15 or 20 minutes. So um, welcome to the show. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, Rick. Thanks very much for a great introduction. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be talking to you guys today. Yeah. So I know for you, you waved a magic wand and suddenly you were fit as a fiddle and that's all we have to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's as sim- it's as simple as the magazines will have us tell, right? Right, right. So, what what kind of drove you into this? I think it's always interesting to kind of hear the backstories of, here's who I was, yeah. and suddenly I realized something, and then boom, now this is a business for you. So, why don't you give us that backstory? Yeah. So, um, I kind of I'll go right back. So, up until about 2013, I had always been interested in keeping myself or what I thought until that point fit and healthy and so you know I would go to the gym three times a week and I thought that I was eating a balanced diet Um, and around 2013 I had the opportunity to enter into a triathlon from when I was in the corporate space one of the suppliers we were working with offered me the opportunity and so I kind of just grabbed it with both hands because I made an assumption at the time that I was fit and healthy and then I had to start training for it and when I started to train for it it was then the realization uh, happened and the penny dropped and and what I mean by that was that um, obviously with a triathlon you're swimming cycling and running and so I, I started to train for the various different disciplines. And one, you know, 
kind of poignant moment, I guess, was that when I first started to do my swim training, um, there was a pool in a gym underneath the office where I used to work in the city of London. And I went down there one lunchtime and thought, well, I can swim. You know, let, let's give this swimming stuff a, a crack. And uh, I jumped in the pool. And to my amazement, actually, I couldn't even swim from one end of a 20-meter pool to the other. Mm. And when I eventually got to the other side, I was severely out of breath. Um, but then, you know, at the time, I'm asthmatic. So at the time, I told myself, well, it's my asthma and everything else. But then, obviously, I started doing the cycling and the running. And it always it was the same story. Um, and that was when I then decided, actually, all of those years that I'd been in the gym, I was completely unfit um, and I was completely unhealthy as well. I, I was always one of these guys that said that, you know, oh, I don't need to diet. I don't need to watch what I eat. I go to the gym so I can eat what I like. And actually, that's the complete opposite. So I found out. Um, and what happened, Rick, was I then kind of immersed myself in understanding nutrition firstly mm-hmm. and then secondly i then started to understand you know what fitness is and what fitness does to the body and the various different um, methodologies that you can use in order to get fit so to kind of bring it back i i i, I really started to pay attention to, to diet and nutrients in diet and ra- just radically change my diet but just bit by bit over over time um, and then I, it was, you know, I really started to notice weight come off. I was also doing um, high intensity interval training, and the two together just meant that over the period of nine months, I managed to to lose sixty one pounds in weight, which is twenty eight kilos. Right. And but the most important point about all of this, Rick, is is that yes, you know, I'd lost the weight. And yes, I was getting fitter because I was doing a triathlon. But the biggest thing for me, and which is which is kind of almost been like a bit of a drug to me ever since, and that is the mental clarity that I got by shedding the weight and becoming fitter. My energy levels went through the roof. And I, I was never one of those people that would just sit on the sofa or the couch, as you guys call it. But I would struggle with energy, um, particularly at weekends. And and it was that that it kind of and and at, at the time it was a little bit unconscious. I didn't realise what was happening. But all I, all that happened is I just found an, um, a renewed zest for life. And I put this down to the triathlon at the end, at, at the time because mm-hmm. you know I entered it. I didn't expect to finish it. I finished it, and, and you know I didn't kind of kill over and die so to speak. Um, but then after that, I just it was just like I just wanted to consume more and more information. And as time has gone on, I now realize, recognize, and understand that our diet and nutrition is pivotal to everything else that underpins our life. You know, even from our mood um, to our brain health, you know, our mental health. And, and the reason that Fitter Healthier Dad started was that I used to see so many people like me. So, for example, you know, dads that will pick their kids up at school who, you know, they've got to, we get to this magic number, don't we, of 40, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately our metabolism slows down and, you know, we're not as active as we were, so that, you know, we start to, you know, put weight on, carry a little bit more fat. 
And then in the gym as well, you, you know, you'd see these guys with all these personal trainers week in, week out, you know, doing the same thing, really absolutely putting a lot of effort in, but then their shape or size wouldn't change. And I remember at the time coming home to my wife and saying, this is just wrong. You know, there's a fundamental piece that's missing out of the information that's being shared to these guys. Mm-hmm. And it was really at that time, it was more about the, the, the dietary side of things that people just weren't getting. You know, you cannot go to a, to a gym and work out if you're then, for example, going to go to McDonald's yes. um, and consume some fatty, sugary foods. Right. So it was... You know, and, and family and friends said to me, you know, maybe you should start some personal training business to help them. And I was, with me, when I, when I set my mind to do something, I want to do it to make a big impact. And I thought, well, the, the only way that I'm really going to be able to do that is by going online and using all these amazing social media channels and avenues that we now have to share my message. And... One key point that I want to make about this, Rick, is, is it's not about six-pack abs. It's not about big arms and all the rest of it. It's about a, a transformation that happens. And this sounds really cliche, you know, transform your life and all the rest of it. But it is actually what happens once you dial in your nutrition and you get your fitness. You know, And you don't have to be an athlete, a triathlete, a triathlete or anything like that. It's just basic fitness. And it is... It, the, the impact it has on your life and your family around you is profound. What's so interesting as you're talking, Darren, is I relate to much of what you're saying here, because first I have a degree in nutrition, which right. I never really used. So it's okay. interesting. I got a great degree in dietetics. And then that was like, well, I only did that because I had so many credits going that direction. And I'm like, I don't really want to be doing this, but hey, let's do this. So I ended up getting a a double major with dietetics and hotel restaurant management, which is where I ended up. But it's such an interesting space to play in because I'm a big guy and I'm kind of in an interesting space where, you know, I'm going to be 57 this year. And it's like things are just not moving. You know, I'm out there, I'm exercising, I'm riding bikes. You know, people are like, oh my God, you're like riding which to me is nothing. I'm like, yeah, I'm riding 15 miles. And they're like, oh my God, I can't imagine doing that. I'm like, well, I'm riding, but I'm not feeling like I'm getting anything. But then what I'm realizing, and I know this because of my background, it's so much more to do with what you're doing every day. And it doesn't necessarily mean the exercise. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh my God, don't put that in my mouth. It's a lot of different things that you have to pay attention to. Yeah, I think this is where most people miss things is, you can't just say it's all exercise. You can't just say it's all diet. You need right. to kind of look at the holistic picture, you know, Absolutely. and simple, simple things that I've tried to do, even though it's been a little more of a struggle since we went through the whole COVID thing. But one of the things I, I try to do is alcohol consumption. I love my right. wine, but I really try to like, okay, I'm going to have my wine, but I'm not going to drink it every day. I'm going to do it in moderation and I'm only going to have it on the weekends. And even on the weekends, I try to be as much as I, you know, I know where I need to be with it. Sometimes I don't quite hit there, but it's like these interesting little things. And one of the things that I noticed for me, and in fact, it's going to happen as soon as we get done recording this podcast (laughs) is my next coaching session is I'm going to take my desk. And I'm going to move it to my stand-up position because for the last hour or so I've been sitting 
So now for the next hour or so, I'm going to stand. And it's like these little things that people don't realize. You just make one slight adjustment and it can start to change everything. And I think that's kind of what you're saying, correct? Yeah, exactly. And that's a very good point you make because instinctively as humans, when we want to make a change in our lives, we love to overcomplicate things, right? We love to make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And the important point that you just made there about just changing one thing, that's it. Just change one thing often and you will yield huge results. So like you've just said there, you know, you're aware and awareness is key as well, Rick. So you, you're already aware of alcohol consumption and wine consumption. So you then make a conscious decision not to go to the degrees where you say, right, that's it. I'm not drinking anymore. You right. cut it down. You know, and I use a, um, an analogy of the Amazon economy. The, mm-hmm. the kind of economy that we're in right now is that, you know, we want to click, um, we want to click for, for something we want to buy, but yep. then we want the result in 24 hours. Yep. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. with fitness and nutrition, not if you want to do it for the long term, right? Yes, there's lots of these things out there that you can get very quick results, all these fad diets and the rest of it. But you have to look at it as a long-term view and a long-term approach. And changing one thing, you know, at a time is is definitely the right way to go. It's interesting, Darren, because when COVID hit, um, obviously, like for you guys as well, suddenly we're all sheltering in place, no gyms are open, all this sort of stuff, right? Yeah. And at the time I was really, I, here's what I know. I'm an endomorph. So I know big guy, big body, big frame. So I know for me, the thing that helps me the most is the high intensity workout. So either cycling, um, anything cardio, that's what helps. Right. So I had been swimming. I had swimming was one of my things that I love. I love to do it and I do it and I'll do weights maybe once a week in the gym, but swimming is kind of my jam. And of course, then the gym's closed. I'm like, great. What the the fuck do I do now? Right. (laughs) (laughs) However, I had also been an avid cyclist for a long time and kind of got away from it because I had some injuries over the last couple of years and had a foot injury. And then as soon as the foot injury fixed, then I broke a toe and and that was another foot injury. So I kind of got in this cycle of there was all these things that were preventing me from doing it. And finally, one morning right after COVID hit, after about three weeks of like, I'm just going to be a fat pig, I guess, while we're in this pandemic, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought, no, go ride your bike. Just get on your yeah. bike and go ride. I, you don't have to go do some big, long ride. Go no. just take a ride, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now exactly. I can't get it out of my system again. It's like, Which it's an amazing perfect, thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I push that- myself out there to go, okay, go do this. And now it's like a... I don't want to equate this to a drug, but it is kind of a drug. It's an adrenaline rush. It's like my body knows yeah. like, Hey, like today, I know today should be a cycling day. Yeah. It's also 91 degrees. So like 32 degrees Celsius for you, your side yeah. of the world. There's no way I'm going to get out there because I know it's going to be way too warm and I don't want to do yeah. the heat stroke sort of thing, but I'm going to give myself permission then to go, okay, when I get done with everything today, I may not go bike ride, but I'm going to get out and I'm going to go take a nice long walk. You know, and so it's changing and accepting things. And I think for so many of us guys, because this is what we focus on on this podcast, it's like, I got to go to the gym. The gym's where it's all going to happen. Yeah. Not necessarily. 
So what kind of advice can you give guys around that sort of discussion too? So, so yeah, so you, you alluded to it and that is, um, adaptability. So like you said, you know, gyms are shut at at this point or starting to reopen. And if you had, if that's been your traditional routine, then, you know, when, when things like that get taken away from you, kind of human nature is, uh, or I can't do that or I'm not going to do that. It's about being adaptable, right? Yep. And it's about, okay, so I can't do what I've normally been doing, i.e. going to the gym and lifting heavy weights. But there are things that I can do. So what is it cannot, you know, can I do? Like right. you just did. You're not going to go cycling, so you're going to go walking. You know, they're all forms of various different types of fitness, you know, working aerobic and anaerobic, different heart rate levels. That is all very important. Variety and you know, for the body is very important as well. So it's about realizing that you're not necessarily always going to be able to do exactly what it is you've maybe either set out in your own head or set out in a plan and making sure you're it's adaptable, right? Because you can do other things. Yeah. Um, and and that's I think that is the biggest key thing that I've seen, particularly with dads, right? So let's, you know, the whole COVID thing aside, just day to day generally right you might have a really busy day at work you're on the way to the gym and the wife calls and says you know june has come down with the temperature you need to come home bang that's the session gone right well not necessarily right so you might have to go home deal with the family because that's the most important thing but then I don't. I, I would love someone to tell me that they then wouldn't have 15 minutes for the rest of the night to just smash out a quick hit session or even 12 minutes right Right. or you know or even just go for a 15 minute walk so it's really having that that kind of what i call the open mindset to say right i've I've got a roadblock here you know this is not going to work today i'm not going to be able to do my arms day or my legs day but there is something that i can do and i think that's that's the key understanding really and realization one i think you just you said the key too is that you what can you do what can you do not only from a physical exertion perspective but what can you do when you go and you stand in front of that refrigerator too what can you do when you start to cook something and it's such an interesting journey to go on because my husband and i have done some keto stuff our daughter happens to work for a company who does a lot of online keto stuff i have friends who are i mean we've done the whole 30 i have friends who are big weight watchers people and I know for me, any of those things can work for a while, yeah. but what it is, it's consistency over the long term. And one of the things, even though I'm like, okay, I'm starting to slim back down again because I finally got back on the bike and everything. Right. But one of the things I've noticed through the COVID thing is I've given myself kind of permission to eat some comfort type foods, but I also know yeah. that it's not helping me in the long term. And one of the things uh-huh. that I did, I don't drink much other than wine. And ironically, right before COVID, my husband and I had gone on a, a cruise, lo and behold, right. one of the worst places to be as this thing was unfolding, but we were cool. And so on a cruise, we typically will like, okay, we'll have some cocktails and stuff, right? So then right. suddenly my taste buds are like in the cocktail realm, right? <laughs> COVID hits, I'm at the grocery store when everybody's panic buying and I'm standing in line. I happen to be standing in line right next to all the cocktails, right? Right. And I'm like, well, maybe, okay, maybe I should get some bourbon. Well, 
oh, well, maybe some rum. Who knows? We might. <laughs> and yeah. suddenly I have these things and I'm like, and, I, and for the first couple of weeks, it's like, okay, I was making cocktails. And then suddenly like, I don't feel good. And I'm yeah. like, well, it isn't, yeah. we, it wasn't because I was quote drinking too much. Yeah. It was because suddenly I was putting those kind of alcohols in my system on top of, I yeah. never drink soda. I mean, I got into a place where soda was just not part of the equation, but isn't it interesting? Here's this pandemic and this chaos and suddenly yeah. Coke with diet Coke with vodka or I mean, diet Coke with bourbon and diet Coke with rum suddenly entered the equation. Yeah. And yeah. I've noticed over the past few weeks, as I've like started to wean back off of that, that any time, and this is like true confession here, I did have a cocktail last night. Right. And I know that when I have that, I'm not going to sleep well. Yeah. Yeah. And my body's going to reject because I'm putting these two things in that my body got really used to not having in the system. Now, wine mm -hmm. I'm fine with because I know I can drink wine and I know kind of what, but it's this other piece of now I'm introducing this stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, I think what we're getting at throughout this whole conversation is the awareness piece is like dialing into your awareness. Yeah. So kind of back to your story. And I love this, that you started the whole thing with, you know, I was in the gym and I, you know, I thought I was fit and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I was making that assumption that I was fit and healthy. And then you realized you weren't. And so where did that take you? I lost like 60 pounds, but now you've done so much more. I mean, this is now you've created a whole life out of this. Yeah, it is. And it's, and, I, and, and it's, it, again, it's a bit of a cliche, but, but it's almost like I found my calling on my passion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if somebody had spoken to me about eight years ago and said that this is what I'd end up doing, I, you know, I probably wouldn't have, have believed them. But, you know, the more and more I understand this, the more and more I can see that, you know, this is not just about dads as well. This is about the wider um, population, really. And, you know, taking it up a higher level, you know, the, the Western diet that we that we've been kind of brought up on, I guess, if you like, is is fundamentally going to cause, you know, and, and I don't want to go too off topic here, but it is we are facing a massive epidemic in the Western world if we don't um, get a handle on this. And, and just yep. to give you some statistics, you, you're looking at about 400 million people globally that have type 2 diabetes now and 350 million who are are pre-diabetes so they don't know they've got it but their resting blood sugar is such that you know pretty soon if they if they carry on they're going to be type 2 diabetic um and so for me now it's it's about really raising this awareness and i know a lot of people are you know looking at uh, veganism um, and they're looking at keto paleo and all the rest of it but it's for me it's it's bigger than that it's it's how we as humans have, have, have been kind of conditioned in some ways to accept that you know hidden sugars and manufactured fats in, in foods in our diet are acceptable um mm -hmm. and they're just not and this is what's causing this epidemic yeah. uh, and making us sick and you know there's a massive thing around mental health right now and this is one of the biggest issues that causes mental health. You know, when you're putting manufactured polyunsaturated fats into your diet, into your system, it's creating inflammation in the body. Um, and it's not, you know, coupled with sugar, it's just a, a toxic chemical, really, which is, is, is making us sick. Um, and so, you know, 
in the future, I hope to be able to, I'm getting doctors coming on my podcast now that are speaking about this stuff, that are doing research because it's, it's just really, I feel that I have to get this message out. And, and, mm -hmm. and you know, if I can impact and affect one person, then as far as I'm concerned, you know, I've achieved my goal. And the key to so much of this is paying attention. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm very conscious. Sometimes I just, I'm conscious. And I'm like, I'm still going to do this, but yeah. I'm very conscious of looking at things and watching things that I know have those hidden sugars, have those, yeah. those fat contents. And even now that we're kind of like, okay, we're done doing the comfort eating stuff with COVID yeah. and we're like getting back. It's been interesting to watch over the past couple of weeks as my husband and I have both been, and even when our daughter came over the other night talking about what we were having to eat. And yeah. as I made like some lasagna, I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this and this, but I'm not, I actually made the sauce right. from scratch. Yeah. No sugar in it. Right. Simply because I was like, okay, here's one place I can cut the corner. Now I can yeah. make this from my own tomatoes and do right. it my way. And there's no additional sugars in it kind of compensates then for, you know, the low carb noodles we were using all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. and it doesn't take any more time. I think so many people no. are like, Oh, this is going to take so much more time to exactly. me. It's so, I feel like, in fact, when it comes to the cooking and I, I'm a, I was in the culinary world for years and years and years. So I know some of that too. To me, it's so much easier to cook with raw foods than it is like, okay, now let's do pizza and all this sort of stuff. Cause you got to make yeah. dough if you're going to do that. I love just, okay, grab some spinach, grab a chicken breast, you know, saute it all together, put a little like healthy cheese on it or something that just, you know, goat cheese or something like that. And you're like, okay, it's yeah. got the flavor and boom, done. It's so yeah. much easier. And yeah. I think we become so obsessed with ease, but yes. ease in the wrong way. Yeah. Of, let's run to the store, grab something good. It's all done, baked. I don't have to do anything um, yeah. versus ease of, and, and this is something I don't think most guys probably think about. You're, you can burn calories while you're making dinner too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about absolutely. that. If you go and you grab something and you bring it home and you sit down, yeah, you didn't really spend any time. But if I'm standing there cooking and I know most nights, if I'm, cooking, I'm on my feet for a good 20, 30 minutes at a minimum, just like yeah. pulling all the stuff together. So I'm burning calories there. So yeah. sometimes it's just these interesting little tweaks um, that we need. Definitely. To Speaking of tweaks, I know you've got a couple of things like your 14 day kickstart. So why don't you tell everybody about that before we wrap it up here? Yeah, actually, this was uh, this was born out of COVID. And, and, and basically, I thought, well, what can I do in this period of of, of unrest and where everyone's at home to kind of help. So I basically created from scratch just the 14 day fat loss kickstart program, um, which I give away for free. Yep. And essentially it's for 14 days. It gives you exactly what you need to do from, from exercise, from diet, um, from, you know, from uh, the amount of steps you need to get in each day. And really the objective of that is just for, for people to see, you know, how much of a difference that they can make in just 14 days. Now, what I will say is, like I said earlier, you know, this is not a quick fix, but you can start to see some significant results just in 14 days if you just kind of follow this plan. So that's really um, why I created that. And as many people as, 
you know, as I can get through that, I'd, I'd love to get through it because I love seeing the testimonials. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm going to be honest, guys, I downloaded it um, this morning before I knew I was going to be interviewing um, Darren here because I wanted yeah. to kind of take a quick look at it. I think it's really simple to follow. I think it's easy to follow. It's a freebie. It's going to be available here on the show page. So if you're interested, make sure you go to rickclemens.com or you go to 40 plus real men, real talk.com, the podcast, and you'll tap into all of this where you can get that from Darren. Darren's um, website is fitter, F I T T E R healthier, H E A L T H I E R dad. Dot com And not only does he have that 14 day fat loss, but he's got some other amazing resources and stuff to help you listen to his podcast. That's another thing I want to make sure we get a good plug in here. He's got lots yeah. of great things there. Um, guys talking about breathing techniques and how to, you know, be in your online business and how to be your best dad. So lots of really amazing stuff here. So, um, Darren, before we wrap up here, what do you, would you like to just kind of leave the guys with as like one last piece of inspiration here to help them like move their stuff forward? Yeah, I would say that um, one one thing that I always advocate people do, and that is, you know, what if if you're gonna if you're gonna make the decision to get fitter and you want to get healthier, find something that you like to do. So automatically, we all gravitate to, we want to get fit, so we go to the gym. That's not for everybody. Yeah. But there will be something that you enjoy. For example, I found, found triathlon and I love it. So find something that lights you up because if you don't, you will not stick to it. And if it's a grind, you know, life's tough enough as it is. So find something that really lights you up, makes you excited, and makes you want to keep doing it. Well, Darren, thank you again, man, for being here. I've enjoyed this conversation. You doled out a lot of great information. Again, his website is fitterhealthierdad.com. And guys, take advantage of this. You don't have to be an unhealthy dad. And if you think you're healthy, you might just want to relook at that concept. So thanks again for being here, Darren. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Rick. That's a wrap for 40 Plus. Real men, real talk. Where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where the conversations continue.